clock in, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with the slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker. And this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I'm so excited. I'm you might can hear it in my voice, but I'm excited because I got the studio back in my house. (laughs) Listen, I've I've probably recorded the last 10, probably actually probably the last 14 episodes have been recorded on my cell phone because the studio was at Matt's house as we uh, we're finishing our our project. And so I just got the studio back and I'm super excited because the quality of the show will be back um, from this moment on will be back to its normal standard of quality. So I'm excited. Um, thank you guys for bearing with me and supporting. And what's kind of funny is during the period of time that I have been recording the show directly into my cell phone. Um, the numbers of the show have actually just skyrocketed. And so it's nothing but the grace of God. And and, and I'm really humbled by that because um, I'm, I'm seeing that people are hungry for God's word. People are actually hungry for sound doctrine. And this is not a show that that politics or or plays into trends. Like at the end of the day, my goal is to preach the word in season and out of season. And so whether it's popular or not popular, my goal is to always side with what the word of God says, regardless of what society is saying, regardless of what culture is saying. My goal is to glorify Christ and preach his word unapologetically. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited. Just a few announcements before we hop into the featured song Uh, for this particular episode. But listen, I'm working on my solo project and I don't normally do this for you guys who follow the show regularly. You know, I never talk about money. I never ask for donations or anything like that. But listen, I'm asking you guys to sow into um, to sow into the ministry. Um, I have a lot of work to do. You know, I have a lot of expenses uh, video work that I, I will I want to get done for this project, and I'm just asking for every one of my supporters to donate at least a dollar. Like I'm not asking for you to donate twenty dollars, twenty five dollars, or anything like that. Just a dollar um, to my cash app. My cash app is Gabriel T Parker. Gabriel T. Parker. Just cash out whatever God lays on your heart. If you don't have it, no big deal. Just pray. Just pray that God opens up doors uh, for me to carry out the vision that I believe that he's given me. And so I'm super excited. The solo project is in the works. I have a lot of music that I've been sitting on. Um, a lot of features that I'm working on right now. And so I'm excited for, for uh, to get that out to you guys. And, and, and that is in the works right now. Um, also, for this particular episode, I'm super excited. This episode I'm going to be discussing or asking the question, I should say, has branding Christianity become more important than authentic Christianity? Or in other words, has branding Christianity become more important than sound doctrine? And so that's the question that I'm asking. And I'm asking this question uh, kind of in light of the recent Christian influencers, singers who have come out um, walking away from the faith. 
And so we're going to get into that in the next half of the show. But I want to hop into the featured song for this episode. It is our song, If You Say So, from our latest project, The Peculiar. If you don't have The Peculiar, make sure you go stream it and download it. I don't know what you're waiting for. Listen, the music is is a blessing. We've been getting great feedback all off of it. On this particular song, I did produce this song. Um, as well as write it. So this is my single off of our uh, off of our latest project. If you say so, let's hop into it. How many say no? If you say so, help me let go. I don't wanna be distracted. Help me say no to these strongholds. To these strongholds. To these strongholds. I need your hand. Looking for fifth mission, my Lord, you are risen with all of the power. And your grace is sufficient, so no, I'm not quitting, no tossing the towels. Can't be thrown in, cause when I am weak, this truth is made perfect and now. I praise and be led by his spirit and don't have to follow the crowd. No Christ, that's scary. We'll compromise the rest alive of cemeteries. Necessary, cut ties, Lord Berry. Relationships that make you slip and grow weary. Entertaining and embracing the temptation. Bad friends cheer from what you make to forsake them. You be accepted if you profess them. But you are faking false converts. We'll praise the Lord, worship of Satan. If you say so, if you say so, help me let go. Help me let go. I don't wanna be distracted. Help me say no. Say no, say no. Do these strongholds. Do these strongholds. Do these strongholds. Yeah, that's a throwback, call it cross colors The world's the Lord's pure as manure Consumer fitting in with those who need the cure Ashamed of the ones bathing in the sewer Much easier to compromise than endure Forget a witness when I fit in with the wicked Now sin and one stood and now we blending He's got to please man like nobody wanna seek him A Christian on the weekend, on a Sunday when it's preaching With a lot of sins reaching Oscar worthy, screaming that he's worthy But heart don't match the praise that's dispersing From my lips, you're thorough when you search me Despite the filth, you love me, that's your mercy I wanna be real, wanna be real Cleanse me, purge me Of everything I like, you and her, me Like sense Knees, bent knees So, when it's all said and done, Lord God, please Help me to ride When they threaten to kill and the tears are revealed And abandon your side If you say so, if you say so Help me let go, help me let go I don't wanna be distracted Help me say no, say no, say no To these strongholds, these strongholds To these strongholds, to these strongholds I need your hand If you say so, if you say so Help me let go, help me let go I don't wanna be So let's hop right into it. Has branding Christianity become more important than sound doctrine? 
Like, just think about that. Has Brett, have we become so consumed with branding Christianity, branding our clothing brands, branding our rap careers, our singing careers, branding our churches and our ministries have have has branding Christianity become more important than actually living out an authentic Christian lifestyle and portraying that to the world. And one of the things that really got me thinking about this is my observation. And this is my observation. It seems like we have become more advanced in how we market church and Christianity. But on the other hand, it seems like we've gotten more and more away from biblical principles and actually living the Christian lifestyle. And in this climate, I've just observed so many professing Christians just walk away from the faith. Some big names, some no names, but for whatever reason, they walk away from the faith. And it got me thinking about this, about apostasy. And if you don't understand what apostasy is, apostasy is basically when someone identifies as a Christian and then they no longer identifies as a Christian. They basically walk away from the faith. They depart from the faith. And so in episode eight of my show, I talked about apostasy and why I believe many people leave Christianity. So if you haven't heard that episode, I would recommend for you to go back and check that out for sure. But it seems like every other day or every week that a Christian artist, worship leader or Christian influencer is coming out, making an announcement that they're denouncing their faith or they're just no longer Christian. Like just recently, former pastor and author of the book, I Kiss Dating Goodbye, Joshua Harris announced that he's walked away from Christianity. And then right after that, he posted pictures of himself at the Vancouver Pride Parade. Also, former Hillsong worship leader, Marty Sampson came out um, talking about how he's wrestling with his faith, like he's unsure about Christianity. And so all of these things just really got me to thinking like, you know, as we see more and more professing Christians enter into the mainstream, it seems like as many and I'm trying to get I'm trying to be careful through here but it seems like as many professing Christians enter into the mainstream their representation of who Christ is is dying down and so with all of this being said I'm reminded of first Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 through 2 it says now the spirit expressly says that in latter times or in the end times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared. In other words, when the when the Bible says the conscience is seared, that that means it's numb. It has no feeling. Um, When we look at like Romans 2, for example, 
The Bible lets us know that God has written his laws upon our hearts and not just the um, not just upon the hearts of those who have been given the word of God, but his laws are even written on the heart of those who have never heard the word of God, who have never been pr presented the gospel. And so they are without excuse. But what happens is when we begin to give in to doctrines of demons, as the scripture is saying, when we begin to listen to false teachers and false doctrine, the Bible lets us know that our, our, our conscience will be seared. In other words, it will become numb to truth. It will become numb to the things of God. Second Timothy chapter four, verse one through five says, and this is Paul to all of this is Paul talking to his son in the gospel, Timothy. He says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke and exhort with complete patience and teaching for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching but having itching ears they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths as for you always be sober-minded endure suffering do the work of an evangelist fulfill your ministry listen i've read this scripture more than once on my show but this is an encouragement to the church for us to stand in sound doctrine but one of the the cool things that in in light of the situation with joshua harris and marty sampson my little sister Shelby tagged me in John Cooper's post, Facebook post, in response to the apostasy that is constantly taking place. Basically, um, and I was not I wasn't familiar with John Cooper um, until she tagged me in his Facebook post. And I actually did research on him. But John Cooper is basically he's basically the lead vocalist in the Christian rock band Skillet. I've heard the name of of the band Skillet before, but I wasn't familiar with him um, and, and or any of that. But basically, I loved his response and what he said in response to the recent situations with Joshua Harris and Marty Sampson and, and many others, because this is they're not the only two. This like I said, it's like this stuff is happening on a regular now, it seems like. But in his response, I want to read his response and what he said, quote, this is John Cooper from the Christian rock band Skillet. He says, quote, OK, I'm, I'm saying it. Because it's too important not to. What is happening in Christianity? More and more of our outspoken leaders or influencers who were once faces of the faith are falling away. And at the same time, they are being very vocal and bold about it. Shockingly, they still want to influence others. For what purpose? 
and they announce that they are leaving the faith, I'll state my conclusion. Then I'll state some rebuttals to statements I've read by some of them. Firstly, I never judge people outside of my faith. Even if they hate religion or Christianity, that is not my place. And I have many friends who disagree with my religion. And that is 100% fine with me. However, when it comes to people within my faith, there must be a measure of loyalty and friendship and accountability to each other and the word of God. I agree with all of this. Continuing his quote, my conclusion for the church, all of us Christians, we must stop making worship leaders and thought leaders or influencers or cool people or relevant people, the most influential people in Christendom. And yes, that includes people like me. I've been saying for 20 years and seemed probably quite judgmental to some of my peers that we are in a dangerous place when the church is looking to 20 year old worship singers as our source of truth. We now have a church culture that learns who God is from singing modern praise songs rather than from the teachings of the word. I'm not being rude to my worship leader friends, many who would agree with me in saying that singers and musicians are good at communicating emotion and feeling. We create a moment and a vehicle for God to speak. However, singers are not always the best people to write solid Bible truth and doctrine. Sometimes we are too young, too ignorant of scripture, too unaware or too unconcerned about the purity of scripture and the holiness of the God we are singing to. Have you ever considered the disrespect of singing songs to God that are untrue of his character? I have a few specific thoughts and rebuttals to statements made by recently disavowed church influencers. First of all, I am stunned that the seemingly most important thing for these leaders who have lost their faith is to make such a bold stance, basically saying, I've been living and preaching boldly something for 20 years and led generations of people with my teachings and now I no longer believe it. Therefore, I'm going to boldly and loudly tell people it was all wrong while I boldly and loudly lead people into my next truth. I'm perplexed why they aren't embarrassed, humbled, ashamed, fearful, confused. Why be so eager to continue leading people when you clearly don't know where you are headed? My second thought is why do people act like being real covers a multitude of sins as if someone is courageous simply for sharing virally every thought or dark place. That's not courageous. It's cavalier. Have they considered the ramifications as if they are the harbor harbingers of truth? saying I used to think one way and practice it and preach it, but now I've learned all the truth and will start practicing and preaching it. 
So the influencers become the voice for truth in whatever stage of life and whatever evolution takes place in their thinking. Thirdly, there is a common thread running through these leaders, influencers that basically says that no one else is talking about the real stuff. This is just flatly false. I just read today in a renowned worship leader statement, how could a God of love send people to hell? No one talks about it as if he is the first person to ask this brother. You are not that unique. The church has wrestled with this for 1500 years, literally. Everybody talks about it. Children talk about it in Sunday school. There's like a billion books written on the topic. Just because you don't get the answer you want doesn't mean that we are unwilling to wrestle with it. We wrestle with scripture until we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. And lastly, and most shocking, in my opinion, as these influencers disavow their faith, they always end their statements with their new insight, new truth. That is basically a regurgit that is basically a regurgitation of Jesus words. It's truly bizarre and ironic. They'll say, I'm disavowing my faith, but remember, love people, be generous, forgive others. Um, why? That is actually not human nature. No child is ever born and says, I just want to love others before loving myself. I want to turn the other cheek. I want to give my money away to others in need. Those are Bible principles taught by a prophet, priest, king of kings who wants us to live by a higher standard, which is not an earthly standard, but rather the kingdom of God standard. Therefore, if Jesus is not the truth, and if the word of God is not absolute, then by preaching Jesus's teachings, you are endorsing the words of a madman, a lunatic who said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. He also said that he was alive before Abraham and to see him was to see God because he was one with God. So why then would a disavowed Christian leader promote that generosity? Why would a disavowed Christian leader promote that generosity is good? How would you know what is good without Jesus teachings? And will your ideas of what is good be different from year to year based on your experience, cultural trend, culture trends, popular opinion, etc. And furthermore, will you continue year by year to lead others into your idea of goodness, even though it is not absolute. I'm amazed that so many Christians want the benefits of the kingdom of God with the caveat, with the caveat that they themselves will be the king. It is time for the church to rediscover the preeminence of the word and to value the teaching of the word. We need to value truth over feeling, truth over emotion. And what we are seeing now is the result of the church raising up influencers who did not supremely value truth, who have led a generation who also do not believe in the supremacy of truth. 
And now those disavowed leaders are proudly still leading and influencing boldly away from the truth. It is. Is it any wonder that some of our disavowed Christian leaders are letting go of the absolute truth of the Bible and subsequently their lives are falling apart? Further and further, they are sinking into the sea in the sea, all the while shouting. Now I found the truth. Follow me, brothers and sisters in the faith all around the world. Pastors, teachers, worship leaders, influencers. I implore you, please, please, in your search for relevancy for the gospel, let us not find creative ways to shape God's word into the image of our culture by stifling inconvenient truths, but rather let us hold on even tighter to the anchor of the living word of God, for he changes not. The grass withers and the flowers fade away, but the word of our God stands forever. Isaiah 40 and verse 8. And that is the end of the quote of John L. Cooper. Wow. Listen, that was amazing. And listen, again, I I didn't know who John Cooper was until my little sister tagged me in the post. And so and, and I just want to be clear. I agree with everything that he said. Super on point. Um, but I don't want this to come off as an endorsement um, of John Cooper or Skillet's music because I don't really know. I haven't done an extensive amount of research and I don't like to endorse people. I don't have a personal relationship or at least someone who can verify that this person is solid um, of an endorse for an endorsement. And so with that, with all that being said, um, I agree with everything he said and that what he said was super on point. Um, I think everything, like I said, I think everything he said was on point and I've made many of the same points on past shows. I would add one more important point to this conversation that I think his response would maybe was missing. And that is the fact that one of the reasons why I believe we're seeing an exodus away from Christianity in many of our churches and not just amongst leaders, but amongst congregants, period, is because many of our churches are being led by either babes in Christ or just straight up false converts. And listen, I'm not saying saying this is the case in every instance, like some people walk away from the faith even after sitting under sound teaching. But what I am saying is in a lot of instances, people are being led astray by either babes in Christ or false converts who have influence and platforms in the church. Listen, you can be a professing Christian for over 20 years and still be a babe in Christ or still be a false convert because it's not about the seniority in your profession or how long you've been professing Christ, but it's about the consistency and sincerity of your pursuit of Christ. It's all about sincerity. And are you genuine in your profession? Because the Bible lets us know that God 
man or, or man looks on the outward appearance, but God sees the intent of our heart. And so there are some people who have literally been in church their whole life or professing Christians for years, but they've never grown or they or they've never truly come into the knowledge of the truth. In other words, they've never truly given their heart to Christ. And I'm reminded of Hebrews chapter five, verse 12 through 14, that that says, for though by this time you should be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil, to distinguish good from evil. Listen and hear me good. If your church. Listen, if your church and your church's leadership struggles with making a distinction between righteousness and unrighteousness, holy and profane, good or evil, you may be sitting under a babe in Christ or a false convert, a false teacher, a false prophet. Like we have to be able to make a distinction. There is a difference between a child of God and the world. This is why in first John chapter two, He's encouraging us as believers, love not the world for whoever loves the world. The love of the father is not in him. And with that, I, I believe that I believe that sound doctrine is not a priority in many of our churches. I believe that we value branding more than we do the word of God. In many of our churches, we we put people in leadership positions based off of their last name. Oh, that's the pastor's son or that's that's his daughter. We, we put people in positions based off of their last name, their charisma, their talent and their looks and not their fruit. And so it becomes about an appearance and it becomes about politics and not the word or 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 the maturity of the person that we're actually putting in authority. And listen, I'm not saying that. There is anything wrong with branding your ministry. But I believe for many of us that branding has become more important than actually preaching and living out the gospel. Like when I hear. When I hear of these big time singers and people just walking away from the faith, the first question I ask myself is who put them in position of leadership? Where was their accountability? Because I truly believe one of the worst places to disciple somebody is from a stage. You can't give someone authority and disciple them at the same time. Sometimes, sometimes people have to sit down and actually grow. This is why when Paul got saved, he didn't just jump up and start his ministry. Paul sat down for three years. But listen, I, I, I think one of the issues is we care more about reaching large numbers of people than we do what we're actually reaching them with. 
In other words, quantity has become more important than quality. Quantity has become more important than sound doctrine. Quantity has become more important than actually preaching the true gospel. When branding, and hear me good, when branding becomes more important than the word of God, the word of God will always be compromised. Because the, because the number one objective of branding is to make money and reach as many people as possible. Like when I'm focused on branding, my number one goal is just to get as many people as possible. And so in many of our churches, we specialize in false advertisement. What do I mean by false advertisement? Like, have you ever went like, have you ever went to a store based off of their advertisement and you were excited? You walking through the door to looking to get the deal that you saw advertised. And then when you walk in, it's, they have all of these catches. That's how I believe that many of us in the church are. In many of our churches, we specialize in false advertisement. In other words, we preach and sing emotionally and passionate about a God we do not know. We put on great performances and we get reactions out of the crowd and we say things about a God we are not in fellowship with. We say things about a God whose word we despise and, and don't live after. Then, then what happens is we turn around and we celebrate so many things that put our savior on the cross. We celebrate lawlessness. We celebrate murder. We celebrate lust. We celebrate idolatry. We celebrate artists and influencers who are literally enemies of the cross. And some of these are the same Christians who look at Christians who post scripture and preach the gospel as being too deep. Yet they'll turn around and hop on social media and proclaim and defend Jay-Z. They'll defend their ethnicity and political parties. They're the same ones who will actually proclaim Nipsey Hussle as a prophet. But won't quote Paul. Man. Our priorities are off. We celebrate the success of Christians crossing over into mainstream, even if they're not taking the crossover. We act like, hey, that's a win for the kingdom of God. And I'm like, man, Buddy has the number one album in the country or but he's pre he's preaching a false gospel or Buddy has the number one album in the country. But he's not exalting Christ. He's not pointing people to Christ. He's pointing people to his transparency and his issues. And so what happens is we we promote and we celebrate transparency void of truth. We celebrate transparency void of the gospel. As if transparency is what's going to heal people. And it doesn't work like that. Listen, if the gospel or glorifying God is not the primary focus of the pastor or leader of a church, 
in most cases, it will not be the focus of those he put in leadership within his church. A tree produces after its own kind. And so if the leadership is weak, the church is weak. One of the mistakes that I believe we make as Christians is we desire fame and recognition because we think that success is defined by these things. Like I want thousands and millions of followers. I want people talking about my brand. I want people talking about me. I want people coming to my concerts. I want people coming to hear me speak. And we don't realize that we have more of a desire for people to know who we are and recognize who we are than we do for them to know who Jesus is. And so Jesus is compromised for the sake of growing our brand. One minute we're posting scriptures. The next minute we're celebrating pop culture that is antichrist. One minute we're sharing speaking points or speaking clips of us speaking about Christ and then the next minute we're promoting our favorite television show that celebrates and glorifies the things that crucified Christ. Man, I, 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 man, I, I, I see, I see so many different brands that profess to be Christian brands, but they're carrying out their visuals and the content that they put out is not Christian. For example, I'll see a, a Christian brand with a young lady or or women dressed and, and looking seductive, showing cleavage or showing legs or showing their their assets with a T-shirt on that says, I love Jesus. <laughs> or 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 a, a picture of a of a of a of a man showing his chest off or looking um, with the appearance of arrogance and pride but saying I'm a man of God or 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 God is dope or and this is not a shot at anybody's brand I'm just using these as examples but when the brand becomes more important than the God in the brand the God in the brand will take a back seat for the brand I'm reminded of Romans chapter 12 Romans chapter 12 verse 1 through 2 and this is this is about us standing and taking our rightful place as Christians Paul writes in Romans chapter 12 verse 1 through 2 he says I appeal to you therefore brothers by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy 
and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. He says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Our goal as believers should be to prove what is the will of God. And us proving what is the will of God isn't proved by us going off of our feelings or us going off of our emotions. But it is literally us surrendering and submitting to the authentic word of God, surrendering and submitting to the Holy Spirit who was promised to us to be given to us, to lead and guide us into all truth. And so if you are a Christian creative, Christian artist, Christian blogger, Christian media outlet, Christian clothing company. Hey, build your brand, but make sure that you do all things as unto the glory of God. Listen, I don't. And I'm going to say this as I begin to wrap up. I don't want to ever mislead someone like I take this seriously. It's like it's souls at stake. Like I literally believe that. And so I never want to lead someone to a false Christ. I never want to give someone a false Christ. I never want to present the idea of a Christ that that is okay with you worshiping him one minute and then the next minute you parading in your flesh and your sinful desires. People's blood will be on our hands. Just like I said in one of the last episodes, if you have been reconciled by by the blood of Christ through through the work of Christ on the cross, you have been given the ministry of reconciliation as the scriptures let us know. And so we are to preach Christ and yo, none of us is perfect, but my encouragement would be to, for, for all of us to st- take a step back and look at our brands, look at what we post on social media, look at how we advertise and how we present things that we do and, and really ask ourselves, Does this glorify Christ? Yeah, I'm saying Jesus in my music, but that that one bar, that was me. That was me glorifying myself. That's one of the weirdest things to me. I hear Christian rappers who 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 we would deem as true Christian rappers and, and they're talking about Christ in four bars. And then the next four bars, they're bragging about how dope they are. Listen, we cannot share glory with God. The glory that we share with God is meant for us to point it back at him. (laughs) It's not about us. And so we have to die to ourselves. We have to deny ourselves. And listen, man, Christianity, like I've, I've worked in branding and marketing for the last 10 years. 
I've been an entrepreneur for the last six, seven years. And listen, I can say Jesus is one of the the most, how should I say? This is not the best product you would want to market. Jesus is not the best product. And the reason why I say that, it's not that Jesus isn't the greatest gift in all of existence. It's the fact that men love their sin. Just like the scripture says in Romans 8 that the carnal mind, the fleshly mind is hostile towards God. It can't be subject to the things of God. People love their sin. And so when we present a Christ who says, turn from your sins, that is not the best marketing strategy. But here's the thing. We got to preach anyway. We have a responsibility to proclaim the good news. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And so that is our commission as believers to preach the gospel to every creature. Listen, I'm so excited. Um, I want to kind of continue this topic next episode. But what I want to do, and I I wanted to do it this episode, but this episode probably would have been like two hours. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to make this episode too long. So, but next episode, I want to talk about Lucifer and how it, uh, and how Lucifer relates to the industry, not just the secular industry, but the Christian industry. I think we can learn a lot about um, our theology and, and not making certain mistakes if we look at Lucifer. So I want to talk about Lucifer next week, as well as the industry, the Christian industry. Um, if you are a Christian creative, if you are a Christian rapper, singer, worship leader, or just a leader in the church or, or even outside of the church, an influencer, but you're a Christian and influencer. Listen, you don't want to miss next week's show. But listen, also, again, I just want to put it back out there. If you would like to donate to um, my upcoming project and upcoming projects that I'm I'm penciling out right now, you can donate. And I'm asking for all of my supporters to donate at least just a dollar to my cash app, Gabriel T. Parker. My cash app is Gabriel T. Parker. Um, all of the, the funds that are donated will go towards my album. It will go towards visuals. It will go, it will go towards needed equipment for me to produce godly content. I have a lot of stuff in the works and I'm excited to get it out to you guys. Matter of fact, um, you can go to pathofrevelationnow.com if you want to leave any comments, prayer requests, or suggestions for future shows, you can do it there. But listen, thank you guys for tuning in. You've been listening to the Path of Revelation podcast and this is where the culture meets scripture.